Julie. Hey, Julie. Welcome to Hey, Julie, a podcast that's about Big Brother this week and definitely not other <laughs> stuff. In a small way, it is about Big Brother this we week. We have breaking Big Brother fresh. news, Danielle. It's fresh goss straight from, straight from the source, straight from the vine, you know? It's just like juicy. It's what everyone wanted to hear. It's Because, deli- you know, off-season goss is like sometimes the stuff where you're like, I don't care about this. And, but this is goss from the top, from the top brass at CBS. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The second, the second level of brass is out. Robin Cass, casting director of Big Brother, and I'm sure a number of other uh, reality shows and stuff. Bittersweet news. I've been offered some, this is on Twitter. Bittersweet news. I've been offered some big opportunities in the new year. New year capitalized for some reason. After... A lot of thought. I've decided to move forward with these projects and take a leave from hashtag BB23. I'm excited and have no doubt you'll be in good hands this season. Happy face emoji. Be safe and have a happy new year. Confetti emoji. Hashtag stay tuned. Danielle, more like more like cast away. Oh, she was (laughs) she was (laughs) past her due. I, I mean, the the fandom is rejoicing. Because I think people put place a lot of blame on how the cast members end up being on Robin Cass. I will say in her defense, I really don't think, I think she has the power of like putting these people in front of the executives who are making the final decision. I don't think she's the one who's saying like, we need to have Mickey on the show. Oh God. But (laughs) but, I forgot um, about him and he won one of the most recent seasons. Yes. Yeah, so I don't know how it's hard to say how what percentage of blame is really with her because as you said, she's not she's not really the top brass of this show, and she found a lot of duds, but she also found a lot of little sweeties. A lot of studs. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, she brought this woman brought Cliff Hogg into my life, and for that, I have to be grateful. Yeah, um, yeah, bittersweet news indeed. Uh, you know. This poor woman, she's just doing her job. Even if you cast like racist Mickey on the show, <laughs> you don't necessarily need to be like harassed on Twitter and like sent death threats and stuff, which I'm sure she's been the recipient. Oh yeah, she gets of. she gets just shot on continuously every season. She has a tough job in that she was the public face of and she was very online. She's very online. Yeah. She's always tweeting. She's, She's tweeting always like, it. oh, I'm sitting in the third row at the <laughs> Lakers game with uh, Jack, the one who looks like uh, Jason Momoa or whatever. Right. Uh, um, and it's going to be interesting this year. I wish that this had come, you know, a year, a couple years sooner or a couple years later, actually, because mm. as you may remember, CBS did announce middle after bb22 wrapped that they would strive for at least 50 percent um people of color on the cast of big brother and other um uh, uh, amazing race other reality shows there so we might see a cast for bb23 that looks very much unlike what we've seen in previous years and people might go, oh, yeah, Robin Cass is gone. Ha <laughs> ha. Go <laughs> eat a hot dog at a Laker game, loser. 
uh, right. When it might not, when this cast might have been the same way with her there, um, it's going to be hard to, what I'm trying to say is it's going to be hard to tell with the previously announced um, changes and, and direction and strategy for how they're casting the show. It's going to be hard to tell how much of those changes are uh, due to her absence, how much are due to something else. To your point, right. you know, she's just bringing people in. I doubt she's actually the one who's saying, yeah, this person's in, this person's out. Um, yeah, for all we know, she's she has tried to put um, a more diverse or interesting cast. She gives the options, maybe, but they don't make it to the final round. We don't I highly no, doubt yeah. she's in charge of the final round. You know, it is good because I think it is quite clear. It is quite apparent that the show needs new blood. It needs new life behind the camera. And yes. we don't know what she does or what she did or who she vouched for or who she didn't. Um, but, you know, having new life behind the scenes and having a new a new set of eyes there can't be bad. Unless. No, it's great. Yeah, I, th- well, I mean, we, really as, as two people who have definitely like shot on the casting of the show oh, yeah, many absolutely. times, so we've definitely partaken in it. The casting should be great. shot like, on. It's been very bad yes. and repetitive. Yes. Yes. Oh, there's totally. a guy well, with that's a what I'm who, you know, he's like, you know, who wants strong American values, but can't really say <laughs> what that means. It just wants more freedom. Yeah. And for some people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's an old guy. There's an old dad. There's a Cliff Hogg. It's good. But like, why is there always a Cliff Hogg? I don't know. Why is there always a Cliff Hogg? Why can't there be eight Cliff Hogs? Mm, wow. Now you're speaking my language. No, That's the yeah. season I want to see. Um, yeah. And hog. I agree. I think they should do like, I'm not wishing that anyone loses their job, especially in the pandemic, but um, they should do a refresh. They should hire a bunch of Gen Z people. TikTokers. It, TikTokers, whatever, in to be sort of like helpers to the old guard who are still there. Just to give some fresh ideas. We'll liven see. things up a bit. Yeah, we'll see. We don't know what this is gonna look what this cast is gonna look like. I I, I don't you know, know. I'm not totally I'm not totally convinced on June twenty third or whenever we get a new season of of Big Brother, we're not gonna open up with like like a shot of like a farm and it's like, Hey, my name's Justin. And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, and I, no, the I name couldn't, will not I couldn't be make Justin. it to the Capitol on January 6th. My trailer was busted. <laughs> <laughs> the last, the last two of these archetypes were named cornbread and cliff hog. <laughs> so this guy's name is not going to be Justin. It's going to be like swan, old swiney or something. Old swiney. Like, um, but here's the announcement. Okay, so this announcement was very interesting, obviously lit up the BB discourse. But the announcement I'm waiting for is who our new host is going to be. It's going to be Julie. Julie said she's coming back, no. right? No. no. I believe that change is imminent. Just like a new president has been sworn into office, I believe a new host will be sworn I have an idea in. For, I have an idea for host. Who? It's two hosts. It's a we have a tag oh. team. Mm, Maybe it'll be British. two. Oh yeah, I'm a little a little Noel and the bald fella. Yeah, <laughs> or Ant and Deck. <laughs> uh, I have two idea for hosts. We reach into the Big Brother bucket 
a luxurious mm-hmm. bucket of former cast members. Oh my God. Glorious yeah. and fabulous. Danny D and Davon. Oh, wow. Love that. Yeah. Love they're that. They're friends. They are. And they are. And they're fabulous. Fan and they're like, and they know how to be on camera very mm-hmm. well. They know, they how, know to how to deliver talk. what we want. They know how to talk to people. And they don't pull any punches. Like, can you imagine a really rude house guest getting kicked off and then Day and Danny are interviewing them? (laughs) I mean, that is what people want to see. What was the name of your guy who you just made? Old, old swamp legs? Old swiney. Old swiney. Swiney. (laughs) And it's like, okay, it's like week seven. And after old swiney was H, like he had an HOH week where he like evicted a fan favorite. He was just a monster. And then he gets evicted the next week. Old swiney stomps out there. And he sits down across from Davon and she's just like, she like holds up her little cue card. And I'm sorry, this is like not a good audio podcast joke, but she's just like, <laughs> hmm. And she just like kind of looks at him, you know, she kind of tilts her head a little bit and she just sits there in silence with him for like. And just makes gif after gif of amazing yeah. facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm in full support of this. I think this is a great idea. Why isn't Brett casting the show? I got another job. (laughs) Also, I just want to call out another thing because this is a podcast. Listeners don't realize Brett is currently wearing a T-shirt that says Tilda Swinton on it. And it's great. It's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. Here, let me take a screenshot. We'll make it an audio visual (laughs) podcast. Perfect. (laughs) Did you do it? Yeah, I got it. Okay, good. Wow. That was. Well, we're really doing it today. I'm glad I got the hat. I'm having a bad hair day. So I, I got the hat. I got the backward hat on today. Listen, you don't need to Dear explain listener. yourself or justify. Okay, we're all going through it. All right, we we done here. Yes, Bridget Dunning had a, Bridget Dunning had Wait. a child. Other people, Bridget shares. Dunning, good. Congrats one, to her. She had a. What was the name of her leaf? Like Alfredo or something like that. She had <laughs> yeah, like a she basil had a, leaf like, for basil a treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good for um, what? Yeah. Wow, that was so long ago. That was our first season that we podcasted together. I have no idea. Um, wait, I do want to take, before we leave the subject of Big Brother, ostensibly the reason we podcast, uh, I do want to take a pulse check from you, temperature check, BB23, excitement level. Um, it's crazy to say because our pulse check was like, I don't know. Like fucking Liberace. It was like dead. Like, who's a dead person? Who's a celebrity that's been Abraham Lincoln? Who's someone who's yeah. been dead for centuries? Long time. Methuselah. <laughs> Aristotle. <laughs> that's been our pulse check on BB excitement, you know, at the end of September, October, whenever the hell that show ended. Um yeah. tell me. But like right now, it's like we're talking about casting and stuff again. I'm like, oh, it's January. So I don't know. Time to start getting excited about it. I know we have a BB Canada season coming up. I'm mm-hmm. less excited about that. I, you know, I'm excited to see what happens in, you know, us talking about the casting right now. We're talking about how CBS committed to at least half the cast being from a diverse background, whatever that means. Um. They committed to, and we have a new casting director for the show. Who knows? It could just be one of Robin Cass's lackeys who just is like, you know, does this exact Maybe. same thing. We don't know. There's 
again, we've refreshed, we poured out the old glass of water and we poured We're, a new glass we've of water. Saged. We've it, saged the Big Brother house. It might be water still. It might not really yeah. taste like anything. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. It's something new. It's something new. So what's your, I need like a quantitative, oh. like, level of excitement. 73 out of 100. Okay. Well, my <laughs> pulse check temperature it's, it's through the roof, baby. It's, it's, it's through the roof. It's red hot. BB23. It's going to be the best ever. It can only be measured <laughs> in Kelvin. You know what? It's a new dawn. It's a new dawn in America. Oh, my God. So I'm just ready. Honestly, this week, I've. There's been so many new dawns this week. I, I frankly. <laughs> You know, I frankly, I can wash, I can wash a, a, a sink full of dishes with all the dawn that I have. Mm, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> Speaking of dawn, and I will get yeah. us there. Would you like to discuss a show on Disney Plus called Wanda Vision? Wandon Vision. Yes, I would love to. Wandon. What? <laughs> Tried to make a pun. It doesn't quite no. work. So I mentioned that because. Of the actress, I'm pulling up her name right now, very slowly, Tiona Paris. Oh, okay. Who plays Dawn on Mad Men. Remember there's like, yeah. Dawn gets a secretary yes. named Dawn. And like, this is why I think Mad Men is the best <laughs> show ever, where it's like this very serious look at, at all, you know, everything going on in the 60s and ads and there's lots of people just like drinking a glass of whiskey and staring out into nothingness and then it's like right the main character has a secretary with the same name as him yes Anyways. oh yes great. i great. remember when that happened because people were expecting like so much from that i don't know i, was, I just and I then nothing really came of that character yeah she had a few things to, i don't know did she not really her, her name her was fault. her it's name Matt, was dawn Matt wiener's fault and john ham's name was dawn <laughs> Anyways, that was a bit for like a year. Uh, WandaVision, you, you watched it, right? I watched the first two that were released last week. Yeah, I guess another episode came out uh, today. I haven't caught that. So we're going to be, as, as we are with these Disney Plus shows, a full week behind. And that's fine. It gives you an opportunity to, dear listener, catch up. What did you yeah, think about exactly. it? So I actually um, thought it was fine with a capital F. Um, I, I thought they needed, yeah, no, not fine even. I thought they needed to release one more that gave us a little bit more context or just a little bit more of like where the show is going. And I, to be fair, I'm saying this as someone who did not see Infinity War and I didn't, uh, I'm not caught up on all of the like universes. You see the one movie that actually had Wanda and Vision like have lines and stuff and like hang out in like sweaters in yeah northern ireland or wherever the hell they were oh my god yeah so i don't i don't i have no idea i know that they're both superheroes you know that's what i have no going into this i would probably watch infinity war if i were you you don't have to watch I'm, any of the other ones and honestly that's probably the best one i would probably <laughs> watch it just infinity feels like war. so heavy i don't know like yeah i mean first of all it is fine I really enjoyed the first episode more than I enjoyed the second episode. The second episode was a bit samey with Yeah, exactly. That's what I, it like it was too much of the same. We needed 
Same, same, different. We needed one more to be like, oh, okay, that's yeah. why. <laughs> but they didn't do that. So maybe it's the episode they released today is like that. Um, but yeah, it was just so, I mean, good for them. They did a lot, obviously, to make it authentic to, you know, I Love Lucy or um, Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie or whatever show you associate with Nick at Night. They did a great job of making it seem like one of those shows. But I was like, I'm sure Nick at Night I plays like this- Malcolm in the Middle right now. Oh, wow. I'm sure they play stuff from like. 2003 oh my god (laughs) (laughs) that is crazy um great show by the way malcolm in the middle wasn't that good remember that little kid the littlest brother he was great uh sure uh yeah i mean i remember watching it i remember watching it it was good we all know what happened to frankie (laughs) how do you say is he a race car driver now (laughs) munia's but yeah, he's a race car driver. But what happened to the Dewey, the littlest one? He was so talented. I don't know. I bet he's like rich in the stock market or something like that. Oh yeah, he's doing, they're doing great. I'm not worried about them. But anyway, back to WandaVision. Here's my other beef with the show. I have a really hard time with Paul Bettany. Interesting. Interesting. Tough I feel time. like I feel like PB has a really strong uh, approval rating. I feel like Well, maybe people don't know as much as I do. Him. I think people aren't aware that Paul Bettany, you know who his BFF is? Oh, no. None other than Dior Sauvage, Johnny Depp. Oh, no. Yeah. And there were text messages that were released during this like absolutely like drinking $900 bottles of wine together in southern France and screaming at the help. Uh, No, no. Yeah. Well, like this, this court case between Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, which is going on forever and is like very messy and sad. There were text messages that were released as part of it, part of like evidence of Johnny Depp texting Paul Bettany saying like, I want to like going into very graphic detail about how he wants to kill Amber Heard and set her on fire. And Paul Bettany being like, LOL. (laughs) So it's very, very hard for me to put that aside as I watch them and try to like him yeah i, I want paul paul I, I wonder if he's just in a bad spot i wonder if he's friends with army hammer too and he's just getting these text messages from from these guys he knows and he's, and he's like ah oh, amber heard i want to punch her in the face and he's like oh, oh god oh man oh well I'll see you at the next uh, poker night and then army hammer's it's- like oh i'm dude i went to ibiza i got divorced i met this girl i want to eat her liver and, 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 oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. LOL. <laughs> it's just very upsetting. Um, yeah, very, this very is, upsetting. Yeah, this is not good. This is not good. I mean, well, I thought before this, I thought Paul Bettany was wonderful. I really enjoyed him. I really enjoyed the setup of the first episode, that really classic tropey thing of like, the bosses come over for dinner and yeah, we yeah. forgot what to cook. Uh, I'm I'm in on it. I yeah. I, again, I, I was kind of. I thought the second episode was like less fun. Uh, I, I'm interested in in seeing where it goes. Um, I know a little bit about where it goes. Um, I've heard from you know just being around town, being around Hollywood. Oh. But I'm excited to see where. Like I I have faith that they know what they're doing and that 
the episode that the season won't be eight episodes of them like, uh oh, the boss is coming over, but the right. ham is in the dishwasher. It was, just too, like, it was I, too much of that. I know that we're not going. I know that's not what the show is gonna be. We're we're clearly getting something else. We had the the thing with the helicopter that was in color, a little Pleasantville moment. You had the scary right. beekeeper fella coming out of the, the something is clearly yeah, going the choking, on. The weird choking that happens. Something's going on with the radio, reaching out to Wanda. Obviously, something's happening. We're in, this is a, again, this is, a, I don't know how many episodes going to be, eight, ten, something like this. If this were a movie, we'd still be in the first 20 damn minutes of it. So, yeah. to your point, yeah, maybe they should have released another one. Uh, I'm glad they released two. I think releasing only one would have just been like, with the, the second episode, I think being the weaker of the two would have been interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Can I make a guess? Any- Baby, baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah, where the hell is the baby Yoda of WandaVision? Where's the cute, like, I know she she is pregnant at the end of the second episode. So hopefully that baby, you know, is some, um, what's baby the word? Baby Wanda. Not the, the, uh, yeah, the, uh, but the opposite of CGI, you know, when it's like actually live pup. Yeah, puppet. A really cute little baby puppet. I would oh, love yeah. to see that. But here's my prediction as to what's going on, okay? So we can all hold me to it. Okay. I think that Wanda is in a coma and she's in the hospital and the TV is playing Nick at night, like all these reruns. So that's what's entering her subconscious. Meanwhile, like the radio or whatever, who are trying to like get in contact with her. That's like the doctors being like, wake up, Wanda. I would highly recommend that you watch the movie Avengers colon Infinity War. And I would do the (laughs) same to other listeners who are watching the show and being like, What's going on? And who might want to understand what's going on when things are probably revealed to be happening. It just feels like homework. It's the best of the movies. No. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't the first Avengers the best of the movies? No, 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 not anymore. I watched the first one. Like, isn't that the whole thing? I get it. No, in retrospect, it was actually not that good. Infinity War is the best one. All right. I'll consider it. Oh, the first movie is canceled too. Johnny Depp was <laughs> he was he was the one of the the monsters in it who got shot. <laughs> is he really? No. <laughs> oh. Listen, I, you, we're we're goofing off and I'm saying these just these texts are very disturbing. Very disturbing. Paul and I loved Paul Bettany before. I was a Paul Bettany. I loved Wimbledon. Match, like oh, I was, I was all say, in. Was he in Match Point or was that someone else? I know he was in a no, very like was, he had a movie with a tennis name. Yeah, <laughs> Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Was it wasn't match play. Yeah, A Knight's Tale. He's married to Jennifer Conley, who I absolutely adore. Oh, like gosh. I let us go off on a tangent. I watched yeah. like the middle third of this movie the other day. I love this movie. Have you seen the movie, Danielle? Little Children. I have seen this with movie. Kate Winslet. With Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson, yeah. Jennifer Connelly and Jackie Earl Haley. This movie is. Oh, yes. That's who it was. I was like, who's the creep? Jackie Earl Haley. This movie is. This movie rocks just so much. It's it's a bit weird and, and uh, creepy, but it's but it's not that creepy. There's just sort of this undercurrent of like you don't know what Jackie Earl Haley plays like a sex offender. And you kind of you kind of don't know what he did, but you know he did something. Right. And he's like released yeah. from prison and he kind of moves back into this community and everyone's just like horrified. I love this movie. 
very much. And Patrick Wilson is horny, and so is Kate Winslet. And so is and Jennifer Connelly <laughs> is looking for oh, she always she looking. I mean, she's in it. <laughs> she's just you know what, Brett? She's our type. I'll say it. I Same. think she's. Oh yeah. I think we both. We love a dark-haired, green-eyed beauty like Rooney and like Jennifer Conley. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we're aligned. What would happen? Danielle, we're both at, we're both at the bar mm. together. We're both yeah. single in this scenario. I'm ready to mingle. And Jennifer Connelly's there and like only one of us can pick her up. Like, yeah. How does that combo go? Do we both try at well, the same time? Do you like you go? Do you, we both try at the same time to like send her a drink? Do you? Yeah, yeah. How, I think how do we I do would this win her friends? over um, <laughs> because I I know how to make friends, um, but I don't think I would be able to close the deal romantically. I mean, the real answer is like is like which of us is more like Paul Bettany. Because that's me. clearly what she's attracted to. Well, sure. it might be you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So, but I, I wish I, I wish it was me. I wish the answer was me. I mean, the main takeaway here from this. I don't think she would this, go for me. I, the main takeaway from this WandaVision uh, conversation is that people should watch the movie Little Children and get back to us. <laughs> hey, Julie BB. Lizzie and here like a couple snaps for Lizzie. Oh, okay. She's cute as a button. She's doing a great job. Oh yeah. No, she's she's doing fantastic. Our girl Catherine just knocking it out of the park. As usual, yes. So, good for good for everybody involved. I'm, you know, I'm sure they're all just taking, you know, sag minimum to do to do this. <laughs> blockbuster And thank God, TV you know, show. Disney really needed this. They needed yeah, another show exactly. we were all watching. All right. What's next? Okay, well, why don't you choose, Brett? Do you want to hear me talk about Promising Young Woman or a three-hour-long movie about <laughs> Lyndon B. Johnson? Honestly, both. Both. <laughs> okay, so this week I watched... Have you heard of Promising Young Woman, Brett? I have. I have. Okay. And I'm interested in watching so, it. I Yeah, I'll, I'll give my reservations in a moment. Uh, yes, you go, so you it's... Bring well, I'm going to go full spoilers. Oh, God, no. So go uh, well, full spoilers. I have to. Because I kind of want to watch okay. it. All right. Well, then we can't talk about it. Okay. Then maybe I'll watch it. Maybe I'll watch. I'll watch it this week. Can I? And then we can talk okay, about it next week. Watch it this week. Exactly. And the listeners yes. can watch it idea. this week as well. We don't have to spoil everything. Yeah, I know there are a couple listeners out there who tweeted at us that they've watched it and they want our thoughts. So, like, just hold on one more week. We'll get there. But for, right. why don't you tell us now then your reservations? Everyone, pause the podcast right now and get a post-it note. Okay, pause. <laughs> okay, come back. All right, how would they hear me say "come back" if they're paused? Oh my god! Oh no! Oh my god! They stopped listening. You're oh, gonna write dear. down "Little Children" (parentheses 2006), I think is when that movie comes out, and you're gonna watch "Promising Young Woman." And we'll be back next week. But keep listening. Uh, you can tell me. I really, okay. really do not like watching any sort of sexual assault on a uh, filmed medium. And I know mm -hmm. that's like the I agree. inciting incident of the film. Um, mm -hmm. Am I just going to be like, am I just going to be like miserable watching this movie? Like, I know no. it's supposed to be no. like more like it, there's this sort of 
the the justice of like taking back and and you know putting violence back on those who are committing violence against women that being said am i am i just going to be miserable because i i really 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 i have quite an aversion to watching like sexual assault on i hate that stuff too and that's why i'm like TV you can movies. tell a woman directed this because there's zero of it because oh, she okay. You know, it's like you can get that story across without showing any gratuitous, like, yeah, know, sexual violence. And so there's well. there's none. Okay, thank you. So okay. you can feel safe in that. I'll watch it. Yeah. Uh, that, that was my main thing. I was just like, oh, God, another damn movie that starts with someone getting raped. Jesus Christ. I just can't. I yeah. just can't. No. I just can't. I have a hard time with it. No, yeah. it It's, like, so unnecessary. And the director and writer, to her credit, knew that and therefore did not include any of it uh, visually. It. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... So then if we're not talking about Promising Young Woman. Okay, so on November 22nd, 1963, on Air Force One, a senior senior from Texas was sworn in, covered in the blood of, I don't know. Anyways, go for for it. Hit me up about LBJ. I I was just in a craving this week to watch something educational in a way, right? Like, I've been watching a lot of fantastical, not rooted in reality things. Um, Like, we've been watching a lot of, um, uh, what's it called? Studio Ghibli, like, anime. (laughs) And just just fantastical fun things. But I was like, I crave... I crave knowledge. I crave history. I crave education. Especially so, on a week like this, right? Oh, yes. Yes, exactly. So we were perusing the options and there's a film called All the Way starring Sir, Sir star of Malcolm in the Middle, Brian Cranston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he plays LBJ. And I, as you all know, I'm Canadian. So I definitely have U.S. history blind spots and LBJ is a big one. I did not know. All I knew is that he's mentioned in the musical Hair, but like not in a not in a um, good way. So I thought like we ha- I was like, oh, we probably hate LBJ, right? Like, doesn't he suck? Complicated he's like, legacy. Yeah. Well, it's like he only got the job because JFK got killed. And I was like, did he even ever win an election? I don't know. So this was a very educational film for me. Yeah. And, and I, so, I, be- I believe. It was also a stage show as well, which BC mm-hmm. started yes. on Broadway. Broadway. Fact. Yes, it was. And so, yeah, but it didn't feel like a play at all. So it's very long. It is so long. Like for a hot second, I was like, wait, are we on like the third episode of this show or is this a movie? But um, it so it spans from him becoming president to him um, doing a lot of stuff as president. Let me just say, I walked into this movie not knowing anything about LBJ. I walked out standing LBJ a little bit. I got to tell you. Interesting cat. He's just an interesting guy. <laughs> a, bit, a bit abrasive. I Very mean, abrasive. He would famous. I actually know a lot about LBJ, and I don't know <laughs> if this was covered in the show, but he was he was like a, he was a big fella, and he yes. was Humongous. he really uh, understood that, and he would like domineer over people, and he would do things to them, like if he had a senator who he was disagreeing with or something like that. He would invite him into the Oval Office or to the residence of the White House. And he would have, he would like just open the door to the bathroom and just like whip out his dung and go to the bathroom or take a shit and not close the door and like make eye contact with the senator and being like, you're going to give me, like, 
just do this sort of stuff to people to like mm-hmm. freak them out to I don't and that with a combination of his size, he's got this big Texas personality. Oh yeah, he's an interesting cat. Yeah, it was like, I was looking, it was sort of like after watching The Crown, I was looking up like, what if this actually happened? And it was all, he. Did, there's a scene where he goes to the bathroom and the guy he's with is like, uh, and turns around and he literally is on the toilet and it's like, look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> and then he does, he, conduct, he conducts a lot of business from bed, which I support. I think in 2021, we must Everyone, respect yeah. a, an athleisure king, a sleepwear king, you know? LBJ would have been great in the pandemic you know yeah, he loved to work from bed he wouldn't like do the thing that i do every once in a while where it's like oh let me just throw on like a, a nice flannel shirt on top and like just go full sweatpants on the bottom <laughs> you know for when i go camera on Can i mean I i'm a t-shirt you? guy i mean it's also 80 fucking degrees in los angeles but yeah what's up tell me can I tell you? And yeah. this, you know i might i think i've earned a lot of goodwill throughout doing this podcast over the years you have but I'm, re- I'm risking it all right now. Oh, God. Since it got colder, because, you know, it started pandemic, work from home started when it was warmer. So I was wearing dresses. But since it got colder, I always wear jeans and like a work outfit. Hold on. I have never worn sweatpants to work from home. <laughs> <laughs> I have <laughs> that. Hold on. So you're saying you're saying. Why are you like worried about your, about your, your clout here? Well, I just know people might think like, wow, Danielle's such a snob. Danielle thinks she's better than me. Because she's wearing jeans. Yeah, exactly. Danielle, I could probably count on one hand the amount of times I've worn jeans in the last 10 months. (laughs) I wear sweatpants (laughs) or like basketball shorts. Every day. I like getting ready. I don't know. I like wearing an actual outfit even when I'm sitting at home. It helps me get in the zone. I feel you because there have been the days where I'm like, oh, let me actually get dressed today just to make sure everything mm-hmm. fits. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, and- yes. And that's an, that's a big fear. That's why I'm like, oh, keep wearing my stuff. So far, everything's been good. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, me and me and Lyndon, I don't work from my bed. <laughs> I got a big setup here. I got multiple monitors. I got microphones. I got all sorts of stuff. But if um, LBJ could well, just go like 13-inch MacBook from the bed, mm-hmm. and I think even he would like he would he would go the opposite direction of of like wearing a nice shirt but sweatpants. He would wear no pants and he would wear like something <laughs> a, a top where it's like, yeah. oh, he's clear, he's like definitely not wearing pants, or like he's definitely underdressed yeah yeah even oh even i see for, him as like uh, on and, camera yeah i and i see him like during zoom calls he would he's the type who would be lying on the bed with the camera on his belly and you only see like this yeah you only see just the bottom half of the face or just the yeah, top exactly half. i feel like he would just munch, off the nose i feel like he would munch nuts with mike oh, on yeah. mike on always always <laughs> mike on and someone would say like, um, it'd be noisy. Someone would say, oh, could someone just mute, just remute, mute your mics, okay? And he would just chomp away. Uh, the, he's I'm also famous. For- I mute. Are you? If, if your fucking line is, if, if you're like, if I hear your kids in the background, <laughs> if I hear weird like um, reverb or, 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 or audio bleed or echo and stuff and you're on the call and you're not muting yourself, I mute people. I mute people. Ruthless. <laughs> 
I think that's great. I think that's to be admired. I'm the only one um, who does it. Because then also no, it says like Brett Raider muted this person. I'm like, I don't fucking care. It's a power move. It's a power shut damn, move. Shut your kids up. Wow. Yeah. Turn off your damn your you know. Make sure your headphones, your speakers are working correctly, so we don't hear everybody coming back. I don't care. Absolutely. I've muted yeah. many well, souls. I think in that way you are very much like LBJ because he didn't care either. He was just sort of like, you know what? I want to get the job done. And that's the thing. He was definitely abrasive. He was definitely a polarizing figure. Mm -hmm. But he did a bunch of shit that was very good. Civil Rights Act. Yeah. Civil Rights Act. He's uh, Medicare and Medicaid and um, like huge funding for the arts. He was like a cool dude. (laughs) We love... (laughs) We love Lyndon. Ladies yeah, love I didn't cool realize. Lyndon. I really, I thought he was a second-rate prez because he only did one term, right? And he only to me, I was like, like oh, he only got the job a, because like a term died. and a half. So he yeah. ran in '64 and won. Yes, yeah, so he did. He did win his own election. I didn't realize that. I really thought he just inherited it one. So he did a great job. His wife also is played by our favorite Melissa Leo. I mean, cool. I don't know if she is oh. your favorite. Oh no, we love we love Leo. <laughs> I love Leo and she is so good. She's good. in God, she's so good in everything. How does she disappear so perfectly? And cause I, I'm always Googling like, who the hell was this? It's always Melissa Leo. Oh, it's always, she's fantastic. <laughs> so listen, I know it's a random thing for us to discuss, but if you Did haven't seen like all the way years ago, <laughs> oh I think God. it's like an HBO original movie. I don't even think it came out in theaters, but it it's very enjoyable. And listen, learn if you don't know much about LBJ, learn something. I did. Yep, we did right here on the. We, we sure did. Um, got a comment here from Matt May eighty one Search Party on HBO Max. Have you watched Search Party? Danielle? I have actually. I watched the first season, and I don't want to name drop. Oh, but I did go to NYU with John early and we were in a <laughs> freshman class together. <laughs> um, He's I, wonderful. And let me tell you, I knew back then this guy's a star. So I'm the same as you. I watched the first season. I think I watched like an episode or two of the second season. Don't know why I stopped. Um, this show is fantastic. And I, oh, it's I'm, so good. But I, yeah, I, I should like What's binge. I should binge the, the new the newer seasons of it. Um, yeah, I think it like the it just. This, the new seasons caught me off guard. I wasn't sure that they started. And at that point, did they change networks or something? Because yeah, well, it was CBS, which is not really quite appointment viewing. Right. Um, and now they're, on a, now they're on HBO Max. So, okay. I mean, it's a good opportunity, too, with lots of these shows. It's like they're on a weird network that not, not, people, not many people are watching. And if they've cut the cord, they don't have DVR or anything. So it's like when something lands on a Netflix and something lands on an HBO Max or a Disney or whatever, like yeah, that's the opportunity, you know, with Breaking Bad or whatever, it, you know, people people were watching it and then they dump all of it on Netflix and like a year later, it's like the most popular show in the world. Yeah. So um totally. check it out. It's it's really funny. And I don't like watching uh like half hour comedies very much. I don't think many of them are are funny. I thought this one was and it's my fault that I didn't keep watching it. Yeah, it's very unique. It's very different. It goes in ways that you aren't expecting, which I appreciate. I love that in that show. So, yeah, shame on us for falling off that uh, train, but we'll get back there. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. Well, speaking of highly rated shows, there was another comment we got that I uh-huh. wanted to address. And that was about a little something called Lupin. So this is a question from Jersey Fresh, 1310, Collinwood. Can we talk about Lupin? I need someone to talk about Lupin with. Now, in case you don't, guys don't know, I do speak French. Um, so obviously I watched Lupin. Um, but I've only watched, it's on Netflix. I've For only watched Americans, the first episode. It's on Netflix. It's the show that's called Lupin. <laughs> I've only watched the first episode so far, but I was utterly charmed. It stars Omar Sy, who, if you um, English-speaking people don't know, was the star of the highest-grossing French movie movie, of all time. People love that fucking movie. (laughs) And, you know, you do know. Let me tie it it? all back. Pardon? What's the name of it? I forget. Les Intouchables, I'm pretty sure. What what, what about in English? The Untouchables. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let me make sure. I think that's Les Intouchables. Yeah, Les Intouchables. So not only did he star in the high, it's the highest grossing French film of all time, but the American version stars none other London than B. Johnson LBJ himself. Star Brian, yeah. Cranston. <laughs> Brian Cranston. Yeah, that was the movie with Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart where Brian Cranston's like a rich guy in a wheelchair and Kevin Hart is his... It's the exact same as the French movie, but the French movie, I'm sure, is like a million times better. I haven't seen either. I I saw the French one, and it's it's very good. Like it is just like a crowd pleaser. I don't know. It's it's like wow, look at this old white guy and this like young cool black guy. What can they learn from each other? Yeah, I mean, I got a bit of, and this was before. This obviously came out way before Green Book, but it was a little bit because I can't really go five to ten conversations with my parents without them telling me to watch The Untouchables. And I'm like, <laughs> Le Le unt- okay, okay, just want to make sure. Les Miserables. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, yeah, this movie seems like it's, it's really free. Like, I don't know, it feels to me, and I'm sure it's wonderful. I'm sure everyone's dancing in the aisles when it's over. <laughs> it just had a bit of that, it felt a bit of that like Green Book thing to me where it's like, Oh, it's like an old white guy who doesn't like black people and the black person who helps him change his mind. And And they're French. And they're French, so it's so it's <laughs> cool. So it's it's fancy. Um Yeah. I don't know, it just and please tell me, I haven't seen the movie, so I I'm 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 reserving judgment, but this was like my knee-jerk reaction that prevented me from watching it. Where it just felt like a bit of that like easy green book thing that's like where it's like really digestible for white people to be like Oh, see, we're not racist after all, yes. because I watched 100%. this movie. And yes. so 100%. that's why I'm a little bit resistant to watching. I don't know. I'm, yeah, well, I definitely. I gotta watch um, I gotta watch Search Party. I gotta watch yes. I gotta watch millennials well, do jokes. <laughs> well, Lupin is also very good. I but again, only seen the first episode, but it's about um he is a uh, he is pulling off a heist. Omar Sy plays Lupin, who's pulling off a heist to get revenge on this rich family who did him dirty as a young person. I guess I won't give too much away. I also need to watch more. But um, it was a very strong start. He's great. I mean, Omar Sy, regardless of what people thought of Intouchable, is obviously a very powerful star presence. And it's just, like, fun to see hot French people do hot French shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, highly recommended. And apparently it is like the 
I don't know if it's the highest grossing or second highest grossing friend, um, foreign language Netflix title. So there you go. The people are not highest grossing, sorry, highest watched because Netflix doesn't really release gross or anything. Um, so interesting stuff. Uh, so I got, is it, is it good? Yeah. I liked the first episode a lot. All right. I did watch it also because I speak French without subtitles. So, yeah. I was, you gonna, know. I was going to say like, has it, you got to read that stuff, but you don't hold on. This is Mr. Does the Mr. What is, how does he feel as someone who doesn't speak French? Oh, well, I watched it with my mom actually. Oh, <laughs> so. <laughs> So we both enjoyed it thoroughly. It's definitely a good, like, moms will love this show. Oh, let me tell you. I'll, go t- I'll tell my mom about it. Yeah. She, she won't stop uh, telling me about Le Untouchable. <laughs> yeah, that? so she would lo- she will absolutely love this show. Um, so we got a couple other little comments I just wanted to shout out. First of all, Phil of Nine, can't believe you've never seen Showgirls. I have not seen um, Showgirls. I don't know how you got to this point without seeing it either. Hells Bales is one of the people who wanted us to watch Promising Young Woman and talk about it. We will next week. Uh, Ravi Ram Gopal said, Nolan ain't coming back to WB. Ravi wants us to talk about like comic book stuff. No. (laughs) (laughs) And revamp Batman animated series in the works. Yeah, I did not realize that, but thank you. Listen, you know what? Robbie can be our uh, comic book intel. Like, send us the updates every week and we'll tell everyone because we're not looking into it. You should know. I know Robbie personally, and he's just just trolling us. He wants to be our comic book correspondent. I will not (laughs) give that to him. I don't think he even listens to the podcast. He just follows our account and he trolls (laughs) us with comic book stuff. Well, then he's fired. He's fired. (laughs) He's fired. Um... And then Venomo was another recommendation from Phil of Nine on HBO Max. You know, I've not seen it. Phil of Nine, you want to Venmo me? You can you go ahead and do so. <laughs> and then we need, oh, we, so we got another request. We need to do this because we got another request to watch the Cowboy Catfish episode. All right. Is there a link? <laughs> yeah, send us a link, please. Link me. Link me, bro. Um did you want to end this episode with a little bit of a eulogy for our gone but never forgotten couple of Ben Nana? Anna is truly a gone girl. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Ben Ben Affleck and Anna De Armas. If anyone Ben isn't Affleck, aware. Anna De Armas were they burned hot and they burned fast. Hmm. In 2020 was a difficult year for so many people in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You didn't know whether to wear sweatpants or shorts some days or basketball <laughs> shorts some days because sometimes the weather would fluctuate between low 60s and and even the, the mid to high 80s. And one man did everything he possibly could to make sure his girlfriend was high, was caffeinated in the morning. <laughs> and he got out of bed, you, you know, no matter how bad he felt, that man got up <laughs> and he ordered Postmates from Dunkin' Donuts. And he walked all the way to the driveway and he picked it up. <laughs> and she was going through a lot of 
personal professional loss. Mm-hmm. She has this huge star turn in Knives Out. Hannah does. And she's going to be the next Bond girl. She's going to be in No Time to Die. And this movie gets punted. It gets punted. It gets punted. Rami Malek's just sitting there shining his damn Oscar for the Queen movie that sucks. Anna's, where's my shot? Where's my shot? Ben, Ben, please help me. Don't worry, babe. (laughs) Got Dunkin' Donuts on the way. (laughs) And anyways, you know, it was too good to last. And we saw Casey Affleck in a full hazmat suit this week. (laughs) Throwing out a cardboard, a life-size cardboard cutout of Ar- Anna to Armas in front of Ben's mansion in you know, Beverly Hills, wherever. And I don't know. I just feel like I've lost someone in my life. I've lost something good. And I just, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm heartbroken. But I will always, you can't take the good times away from away from me and away from Ben and away from Anna. So, um I wish I wish them all luck. I swear to God, though, if she's like showing up at a Rangers game with uh, Pete Davidson, I'm not going to be happy. Oh, that's next. That is such <laughs> a good call. That is next. Um, well, that was beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with You're us. Welcome. I I'm really glad we really got to see. I think into Brett's mind there. Um, <laughs> and I also want to flag. I'd like. I, I'm sure our listeners are longtime dedicated listeners are probably aware of this. I think second to Big Brother. This really is the Ben Affleck podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like we have talked, I feel like we've talked about Ben Affleck and his projects and movies more than any other actor. And correct me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. No, we did Gone Girl. We did The Way Back. (laughs) Should we do like a Ben Affleck? Should we (laughs) just like watch one Ben Affleck movie a week until Big Brother (laughs) 23 comes back? Yes. Yeah. Just start with school ties and make our way. Make our way to Geely. Um, Jersey girl. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thank you so much. What a wonderful, wonderful time it's been. You can always add us at HeyJulieBB. We'll be back next week with some more pop culture takes. I'm going to watch Promising Young Woman. Probably maybe and tonight. We'll, yeah. Yeah, there'll be more to watch. We'll keep you updated. Always tweet at us and we'll see you next week. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie.